Pastor Jenk is no stranger to the pulpit, but I've just got to say, I'm just so, I so love the man's character and, and heart. If you've gotten around Jenk and you know that he's a man that uh, loves the Lord and loves people because of it. And there's an anointing on his life. And we're so glad to have him here in the ministry working alongside us. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. <clears throat> Can we close our eyes? I just want to, while we're standing, while we're praying this morning, and God just said, there's, there's a couple here who found it so dead end. They're just finding it. There's, where are we going to go from here? What we, where are we going to head, head out from here? And God just wanted to tell this verse to you. Psalms 37 verse 5. It says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring pass. And he shall, sorry. And he shall bring it to pass. And he doesn't want you to push, push, and keep on pushing and getting tired of it. He wants you to come to his feet. And he will give you rest. And he will make it to come to pass. The Holy Spirit will do it for you. You don't need to strive hard. You don't need to keep on thinking about like seven doors, eight doors, which one I'm going to walk in. No, God has a door for you. And he has already opened it for you guys. But he wants you to come and commit yourself. And also there is a woman who is struggling so much in your life and you just couldn't let go things. You're just hurting yourself because you're not letting it go. And God wants to say, he wants to heal your heart this morning. He wants you to let go things. Let go things of your past. The things you're hearing in your ears day after day. God wants to heal that this morning. Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you, Father, this morning for the word that you have provided us, Lord. And Lord, as, Lord, it's not me, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you're going to minister in this place. And you're going to minister to the hearts of the people, oh Lord. Let your name be glorified. And Lord, we seal the blood of Jesus Christ over the word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we live in a world where we're finding so hard to find uh, employees to uh, put in our workplace. And the whole country is struggling without staff to be replaced and uh, to come into work. Uh, uh, we just, the availability of everything is in availability of staff, availability of food, availability of commodities. It's so much in need at this time. You know, availability is a word which which mean, you know, there's no available, this is not available, this is not available, love is not available, you know. But in Greek, availability mentions not to a person, not to uh, a, a, a commodity, or not to a place. It talks about availability of heart. Yep, you're with me today? He wants, where it speaks, when he says available in Greek, it means, is your heart open to God? Is your heart open to somebody? Um, if I go and ask my wife, you know, if, if, if she was single, and if I go and ask her, uh, are you available? Which means, is your heart available to take me? Right? And that is what God wants to, when I prayed about it, God wants to speak this word in church. Are you available for God? Yep. And really, I want to let you know, it's, I did not sit down the whole night thinking about which person in church need this word, right? And that person, yes, yep, that person done that. They don't come to church, yep, so it's for now, it's not about that. Pray to God, and God just really downloaded this. Are you available for God? If you're not available for God, I truly believe by end of church today, the Holy Spirit will make you available for this. Amen? In Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, I love this one. Now it came to pass, yes. now it came to pass 
after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, to, he said here I am. You know, as soon as God called Abraham, Abraham said, here I am. I just want to let you know wherever I'm going to say available, it also includes surrender. It also includes obedience. It also includes, includes commitment to the Lord. Yep. So when I say available, it's not just being available, but commitment, surrender. So it's all includes. Every time I use available, it all comes into it. So Genesis chapter 21 verse, it says, you know, God goes and, you know, uh, blesses Abraham, uh, you know, the whole time he was waiting for 99 and a half years and, and praying to God and, uh, you know, looking up to God. And he got a blessing. Child. You know, more than whatever he had. I think last week uh, I gave in the, uh, I spoke uh, in tithes about the blessing of Abraham. Pastor touched on that as well. About the blessings of, blessings of Abraham. How he was a billionaire. He was not a millionaire. He was a billionaire. You know, how, that's how rich he was. But you know, but he was always lacking something, which is a, a generation to come after him. And now he got a generation. Now he got a son. And this one is not a kid. He's not a child. He's taking a young guy, right? And taking him to the, uh, God asked him, you had to sacrifice him now. And he goes and he says straight away, Now it came to pass, after these things, that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, to, he said here I am. Though I'm going to focus more on the word, here I am. You know, here I am is a complete surrender. Lord, I am here. Abraham is a rich man. And he knows how he got rich. Abraham was, is, is, is like completely filled with every blessing that you can count upon. But whenever God calls him, he comes and surrenders. And he says, Lord, here I am. You know, our, our blessing should not determine how we react to God. Our blessing should never allow God from stopping, from us stopping to God. God never stopped talking to us. God wants us to ask you this morning, are you here today? Are you listening to me? And he calls every one of you by name. How are we responding to it? In verse 22 it says, But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. This is after God test Abraham and he passed the test. And this time it's not just Abraham. It goes like, Abraham, Abraham. He's so happy. Heaven rejoices because Abraham has passed a test. Right? And this is how God wants from us. He, 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 he'll call you. He might put, through, put you through test. And he wants you to come on the other side of the test. And he is rejoices along with you. But all, from all of this, God, what God wants is, he wants availability. As soon as God called Abraham, Abraham was available. Every time God called Abraham, he was available. God said, Abraham, you have to come out of your father's house. Yes, Lord, I am ready. Abraham, you have to go to this place. Yes, I am ready. You have to go into Egypt. Yes, I'm ready. You have to go to this place. Yes, I'm ready. You have to go for a war. I'm ready. He never spoke against God's will. He trusted in God. He believed in God. It's all because the availability he gave to God. All the blessings, everything. If you want to be blessed, you need to be available for it. If you want to connect with God's heart, you need to be available for it. God, connecting with God's heart does not happen in just one day. It does not happen on a Saturday night. It, it does not happen from Sunday to Sunday. Sunday to Sunday we come here, we, we worship as a corporate church, and then we go out 
and it should be every minute of availability. And me and Pastor were, uh, were talking on Tuesday morning about how we connect with God every moment without ceasing. It's just speaking in tongues, you know, speaking wherever you are, speaking to God in tongues, praying to God in tongues. But God wants that availability in your heart. You know, it's, we live in a world where things can come and we are so pressured and, uh, you know, the needs will come in front of us and how, we might think how we're going to face this mortgage increase, we might face how the interest, interest is increasing or the recession is coming and it all can occupy our mind. But even in the midst of all these things, God says, are you available for me? Because God blessed Abraham because of his obedience, because of his availability to him. Because he maintained that relationship with God. You know what happens when you are available, when you say a first generation committing to God? If you turn to Genesis chapter 26, it says, There was a famine in the land besides, as the, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands. And I will perform the oath which I swore Swore to you, Abraham, your father, and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give, you, give to you your descendant, descendants all the lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because, just want to notify on that, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my status, and my laws. Because of Abraham's availability. God is a God who blesses generations after generation. Seven generations, thousand generations. Because of one man's obedience, because of one person's obedience, God blesses generation after generation. And God has blessed him. Blessed, he promised, God blessed, uh, promised Abraham saying that, I will bless you like the stars of heaven, the sands of the ocean. It's because of his availability to God. He allowed God to come and work in his life. He allowed God to do things in his life. You know, Kat touched this morning. It's not my will, but your will. But a lot of times it goes the other way. Lord, I have made a decision, and I want your will to be on that. And there is a permissive will of God, because God allows you to go through it. But he will bring you back to his will. We'll be thinking, Lord, why this pain? Why you allowed it? Why this coming? Why, why I have to go through all these things? God says, not my will. But you ask for it. You know, how many of you know God is a gentleman? He wouldn't push anything on you. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't actually force anything on you. That's why you're given as a free will. If he has to force things, he would have started from Adam and Eve. He never forces things on people. But what God expects from us is His availability. If we are available for God, it's not just you going to be blessed, your generations will be blessed. If you give your life today to God, it's not just you going to be blessed, your, your, your whole generations will come to the blessing of God. Now we might say, oh, I don't want to force my religion onto people. I don't want to force my religion onto my, my kids. I don't want to force... God does not want you to force it, but teach it. Make it available for our kids. The reason God blessed Isaac, not because 
you know, not because Isaac was like son of Abraham, but also Isaac was brought in the will of God. He was brought in all, all the teachings, all the statutes, whatever God blessed, with, blessed Abraham, he also was brought in that. And God wants, to, wants us to teach it. He wants us to teach our generations. He wants us to teach our kids about what God has done in your life. He wants you to tell that to them. Make it available for them so that they will take it. He wants you to sow the seed in their heart. Are you with me this morning? You know, uh, Four Square Church in New York, um, Pastor David Wilkerson, one time he said, he was so, he became so busy that he traveled around the world, like literally he don't have time to sit and pray. And one time he was traveling, uh, uh, driving in, uh, in Canada and God said, David, stop your car. I want to talk to you. And he just pulled out and he said, David, what are you doing in your life? He said, Lord, I, I'm doing ministry for you. I'm just doing everything what you say. Yes, David, but there is no time between you and me. Remember the days where you loved me, where you sat and listened to my voice and just done everything what I want you to do? Where is that? Lord, but I still do your will. I know you're still doing your will. Where is the relationship? Where is the time? Where is the availability? And you know what he did? He just completely canceled all his international meetings. And for the next three years, he did not go anywhere. He just sat in his church. He just listened to God. We get so occupied. We think, sometimes, we, we are, sometimes we think that we are doing the will of God. But we forget God in that. Does it make sense to you? We do think we are doing the will of God, but we forget God in that. You know, until 2021, I was thinking that I was doing the will of God. For almost four years, I was in Exodus. <laughs> I was thinking I was doing will of God. But when I really got burnt out and I just had to come and make time for God, I said, Lord, I just give up. I really couldn't do it. I was come to a point I went to a depression. It's just like I'm, I was not even sure what I'm doing in Broome. And I was just expecting words after words. I was expecting prophecies. Nothing was coming through. No doors were opening. And then Holy Spirit led me into, into significant days of fasting and praying. And then realized, actually, I'm not in the will of God. Even though I think I was in the will of God, I was not in the will of God. And he brought me back in the will of God, and he restored me. Amen? And I think people who are here in church for a long time know what I'm talking about. God, restoration is complete. But also, he wants our availability. He cannot restore you until you come and surrender yourself. Our God is a restorer. If we are prideful, He cannot restore us. If we think that we know everything in the Bible, the pastor cannot equip me, nobody, none of the people in the church can equip me, He cannot restore us. The restoration comes when we surrender. The restoration comes when we humble ourselves. The restoration comes when we make ourselves available for God. When we become vulnerable to God. We need to be vulnerable to God's voice. We need to accept. When God corrects you, we need to accept that. Sometimes it's hard. We need to accept it. Amen? First Samuel uh, 3, it says... 
Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at the time when Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, the Lord, got Samuel, the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am for you, call me. And he said, I did not call, lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you call me. He answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the Lord of the Lord, was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for did, you did call me. And Eli perceived the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down. And it shall be if he calls you that you, may, you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. You know, the life of Samuel is so amazing because he was one of the greatest prophets in the Bible and I like him as well. But here, we need to understand more than a spiritual dealing with God, before that, three times, he goes to Eli. He was humble. As soon as there's a name called, he just goes to Eli says, here I am. You know, God wants us to have a physical availability. It might be to your church. It might be to your families. It might be, you know, I'm talking about spiritual way. It might be to a, in your workplace, but he wants a spiritual availability. God might have put a calling in your life and you know that God has called you for something that you can be used in the church, but you can be avoiding it and not putting yourself into it. But when you present, when you give yourself to God, when you make available yourself to God in the areas where God has called you, God will use you for what he has called. I just really want to tell that again. If you make yourself available for God, for what he has called you, he will make you, he will use you for what he has called you. Because you know what God has called you for. A lot of times we know that we have this talent, but I don't want to do that. God might have put a musical talent in you. I don't want to do that. God might have called you to minister to kids. I don't want to do that. God might have called you to have technology uh, you know, in our church. You, you don't want to do that. Why? Because I'm so busy with my work. I'm so busy with my life. I don't want to do that. It's, it's a big commitment. I don't want to do that. But you know what? When you make available for those callings, God has a greater calling for you. And he'll open those doors for you. Samuel obeyed Eli when he was a little boy. He did everything for Eli. He just listened to what he said. Every time he called him, remember, he called him three times. And every time he went and all he said is, here I am. Which means, Lord, what do you want? I'm ready to do what you want. And again, he calls him second time. He goes and tells the same thing. And then the final time, this time, God, the Lord comes and stands, he stood near to Samuel and starts speaking because he understood how much Eli 
how much Samuel honors Eli. And he knows his heart. And he chooses him. And he tells his heart to him. He tells what I'm going to do to the house of Eli. You know, God wants to share his heart with us. How many of you know that? A lot of us want to share our heart with God, but we never allow God to share his heart with us. That comes when we, avail- when we are available to God. There's always, a lot of times, it's always a one-way communication with God. We just go there, just spit out everything in our heart. Thank you, Lord. And then we walk off. And then God will be like, no, wait, I want to talk to you. Just no, no, wait. wait. No, gone. No, God wants to share his heart with you. Because the truth is, he wants to speak to us every day. The truth is, he, he's a very good talker. Those who experience God's voice, those who experience the connection with God, he wants to talk to us every day. A lot of, some, some of us are scared that if God talks to us, we won't even recognize it because we don't want to sit in that place where God wants to talk to us. But God wants to talk to you. He wants you to make available for yourself. He wants you to make yourself available for him. Because Samuel was so obedient, Samuel was so available for God, uh, for Eli, God blessed him. He not only blessed him, he used him for the purpose of what he has called him. He has used him as a prophet for the nation of Israel. People, you might have a greater calling in your life. Is God not the one who's stopping it. It's us who's stopping it. You might have a greater calling for your life, which you don't even realize. You think, oh, I'm 60 years old, I'm 70 years old, I'm 80 years old, it's all gone, I'm not doing it. No, God has called you. I really want to say this to you. Make yourself available today. You know, at the end of the day, if we are not doing God's will, it's not God who is the loser, we are the one who is losing side. We are the one on the losing side. Just give up whatever you learned all your life. Just go to God and surrender ourselves. And he will just start new. And when he starts his things new in our life, it's so refreshing. There won't be burden. It's full of joy and happiness. Merciful. I'm experiencing it every day. There's no striving anymore. I used to strive a lot. I used to think that, oh, I need to pray five hours for God to come and speak to me. I need to pray two hours for God to forgive me. Oh, I have done this sin. I have to pray three hours for that. I used to strive and strive and strive. Striving leads you nowhere unless we understand that God is merciful. God is our friend. God is our joy. And, you know, I, now it's so different. You just go into his presence. I go into the, you know, with the authority that I am his son and he will talk to me. Amen. That availability that you give to God. It just opens the door for you. It opens the spiritual door for you. People really want to encourage you. There are so many of you here who have so much of talents in your life. You have so much of talents, God-given talent in your life. And God wants you to use it for his kingdom. Amen? Make yourself available for it. I just want to quickly go finish it off. You know, uh, come close to God. Sorry. I think I missed that one. No, it's gone. All right. I'll just, uh, I'll just want to read this chapter. Verse. 
It says in James chapter 4 verse, eight, 4 verse 8, Come close to God with contrite heart and he will come close to you. Not just come close to God. We cannot come close to God with a proud, as I spoke before, we cannot come close to God with a prideful heart or with a contrite heart, with a humble heart to allow God, Lord, you deal with me. You do things for me. And when we say that, he just gets closer and closer. You know, when I, when I come to, when I, I, was, I was telling that, when I came back to God, when God allowed, him, allowed me to come back to him and I made myself available for him, it not only God corrected me, but also the spiritual gifts, the spiritual uh, atmosphere, it's just completely changed. He just started talking about the countries. He started talking about people. He started talking about things and it all came to pass. And I was so astonished just spending that much of time with God. I was working full time. It's not I'm sitting 24 hours, you know, in my home, just praying all the time. No. Some, some of us will think that. Or to get to that level of, uh, you know, uh, gifts and everything, I need to be 24 hours in prayer. No, you don't need to be. You don't need to spend valuable time with God. You need to set a time aside and be available for God. And then he starts the relationship. Once he starts the relationship, he never stops. Then you be quiet and he talks. And it's so easy. You know, once you know, uh, um, Pastor Jess always talks, once you know you, your identity in Christ, you will know who you are. And that's what God wants, us from, wants from us. You know, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 4, it says, So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. This other person, here I am. He made himself available. From the moment God called him, he made himself available. Even though he just said, Lord, I cannot do this. Even though he gave so many reasons. But you know, once Moses started understanding who God is, Moses started having the relationship with God, he just went from step to step. And God called Moses as his friend. He called him as his friend. It's because of the availability to God. People, the more we become available to God, you can understand God's heart. It says, you know, in Numbers, uh, Numbers 7, verse 89, it says, Now when Moses went into the tabernacle of meeting to speak with him, this is like he's going to speak with God, he heard the voice of one speaking to him from above the mercy seat that was on the ark of the testimony, from between the cherubim, thus he spoke to him. Now there was this, you know, it's just so amazing. He just goes to speak to God. This is Moses we're talking about, right? Moses made himself available to God every time. God asked Moses, Moses, you're going to come up, Moses. You're going to come up on top of the mount. Yes, Lord, I'll come. And it's not going to be one day, it just goes like, all right, let's start talking now. 40 days he has to wait. He has to make himself available for God's presence. He has to make available for God to talk to him. Why? Because he valued God's presence. He valued God's power. He valued who God is. People, let us not value the, you know, I don't, you know I'm all for prosperity. Don't allow your money to overtake God's value. The moment we do that, we stop looking up to God in every part of our life. And God wants us to look up to him. Moses was so much available to God. Every moment he walked, he was available to God. And, he, you know, there was, there was, in front of him was Red Sea. He was just like, 
All right, Lord, what do you want me to do? Imagine if we're going to do that. I don't want you to do that like, Lord, what shirt do you want me to wear today? No, not that way. Just ask God every decision of your life. What, Lord, what do you want me to do? Make that space for him. Allow God to work in your life. The moment we allow God to work in our life, you will change. Your life will change. Your family will change. Whatever struggles you're going through, everything will change. And, you know, I'm not here preaching because, uh, you know, I, I, I did not face all these things. I'm just coming and just preaching to you guys because it sounds really good. No, I have gone through this. I've experienced it. Because if I did not experience it, I cannot tell this to you. Right? I really want you to allow God to come into your life. If you have, over the, over the period of time, you might have started with a great love for God. And over the period of time, oh, you know, your love for God has shrunk. And make him a Shrek now. You know, make him a bigger person. Give the bigger space for God. And, the, and once you start doing it, you will see the joy that flows in your house. You will see the blessing that you are, you are, if you think that this is the greatest blessing you have, God will take you to the next level of blessing. If you have a greatest joy in your life, you think this is what I achieved everything in my life. No, God says, no, no, no. I want to take you to the next level. You know, Paul Youngicho, in, 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 uh, who passed away uh, in, in South Korea, who has the biggest church in the world, and he, he said, I have 7.5 million people uh, in, my, in my church now, so uh, I'm retiring. So he went to one of the peak in, in uh, Japan, and then he was praying to God, he and his wife looking up to God, and he said, Lord, thank you for all these years. I'm 70 years old now. Thank you for all the things you've done in my life. Uh, I'm good now. Thank you for calling my life, and I'm retiring. Tell me who I need to hand over. And he said, I'd never asked you to hand over, because I'm going to add more people to your church. You still need to go back. And then he went back. The church doubled. And not only that, he handed over the church. Whatever church he had, members he had, he has to hand over to his assistant pastors and make them to start a church. And that church again grow. The, the vision he is able to understand is because he made that availability for God. He made that time for God. You know, God has a vision for you. Please know that. You know, it also says in the Bible, confirm your calling. He wants you to confirm your calling. Don't run another's calling. Don't look at due respect of YouTube um, preachers. Don't look at YouTube preachers and start thinking, that's the calling I need to run. No, that's not the calling. God has called us for a purpose. God has called us to be his available person. Won't be long, Robin. <laughs> and it says in Psalms 95 verse 6, Oh, come. Let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. God wants us to come before Him and bow down and kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Because He is our God and we are His sheep. And if we understand who we are in Him, that if we can get everything from Him, if we understand that concept, we will go to Him every day. You know, perseverance is what God wants. God does not want our graph to be where we start. It's okay to be like this, but he does not want to start, and there's a blank and new graph. Now, God wants us to keep on going. There's no, you know, God is not going to come and condemn you. 
but he'll come and convict you gently and lovingly. And that's what God wants from us. In Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, it says, uh, yeah. Ezekiel 22, verse 30, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy, but I found no one. God is looking for people because he wants to share his burden to the people of the nation. He, does, he can't go and share to people who are walking in the street who doesn't know about him. It's us he wants to share with. And he wants us to share, stand in the gap and pray for the nation. We are called to pray for the nation. You know, Tuesday morning, if you're really burdened to pray for the nation, please do come and join us at 5.45 in the morning. We have a prayer. We pray for the nation. We stand in the gap and pray for our nation. We pray for our town. I know it's early, but please do make your availability for that. You know, we make availability for ourselves if there is, if there is a weekend uh, function or anything like that. We arrange our workplace. We arrange our shifts. Let us try to arrange for God. Let us try to reorganize our life for God. Once we start doing that, God will honor that. God adores that. God just loves that. Because every action that you take to honor God, God will honor you. Even a little bit of time, you're going to say, I'm going to go, now I'm going to wake up early today because I'm going to go for the prayer. God will honor that. Can I hear an amen for that? I know it's going very serious. Let's break it. <laughs> Romans 8 verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Once you make yourself available for God, you become sons and daughters of God. When the Bible says sons, it also mentions about daughters. You know, in Greek, sons doesn't mean child. It means adult man. Yep. So when God calls you as sons, he calls you as matured sons and daughters of Christ. When you make yourself available for God, you will grow. You will not be in one place. You will not be just drinking milk. You will not be just eating uh, you know, solid food, but you, you, you'll not be eating child food, but you'll be growing. You'll eat meat, bones, you'll bite, because the maturity level grows and grows. That only comes when we are available for God. Can I hear an amen for that? How many of you want to be mature in Christ? Can we raise up our hands? If you want to be mature, you can raise up your hands. And those who raise up our hands are going to get a double folded today. God wants to make you mature sons and daughters. You know, our availability towards God should not matter of our situation. Our availability to God should not depend on our mood. Our availability to God should not depend on our problems. Our availability to God should not depend on how much time that we can spend with God. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18, for, though, for through Him we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Yeah. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. That's your identity. We have access to Father. We have access to heaven. You're no longer strangers. You're no longer foreigners. If you feel like all the spiritual blessings 
all the spiritual maturity belongs to pastors and the leadership team, you're wrong. As soon as you accept Christ Jesus as your Savior, every blessing that God promised Abraham that belongs to you, every promise that Jesus promised while he was in the world that belongs to you, God's supernatural healing, supernatural blessing, supernatural power, that all belongs to us as well. And it's up to us to make ourselves available to access that. And if you haven't accessed, you know, if you, if you have gone you know, uh, from God for a while, you know, taken a rest, this is the day to come back to God and recommit yourself to God. And identify your calling. Identify your will. Identify God's will in your life and what he has placed upon your life. And what you can give to God now. You know, we always think about God giving to us, but we need to know what we can give to God. And the moment we start honoring God with our time, God will bless us. Yep. You know, uh, coming to Australia, I, I used to like cleaning the church. Um, when I moved to Melbourne, I was you know, part of a church there, and I used to go, me and the pastor there, the church members won't be there, me and pastor will be there around... I finish work around 10 o'clock. I come back at night time. And me and the pastor will be waiting in front of the church. And we both go. And I'm not telling this because I'm so prou proud about what I've done now. It's, it's because what God made me to do that day, it just made my future more, more brighter. He blessed me so abundantly. I started cleaning the church every night. With the pastor, Saturday night we go. We clean the church. And Sunday morning we just both come and you know, uh, start preaching in the church and uh, leading worship in the church. People, the, the things you do for God, the time you make available for God. You know, if there is a, there is a, a calling, uh, there is an invitation for you in the church that, to do something, please participate in it. Because God will surely bless you for that. Because you're not doing it for Pastor Peter or Victor Life Broom. You are saving yourself in heaven. You are just adding your uh, treasure in heaven. Yeah, a lot of times we think it's just... Uh, you know, uh, the, the church uh, ministry of helpers job to put the chairs or ministry of helpers job to do this thing, do that thing. You know, they, they can do it. We just come and we go. That's all my job is. No. Ask God how he can be part of the church. Don't pull back from church. Don't pull back from the ministry of the church. If God has called you for something, just keep pushing on. Just keep on going and God is going to bless you. And I really want to call you this morning. If you want to commit yourself again to God for his availability. And he, want, he is here. He is in the house today. And he wants to give it to you. Can we all stand up, please? I really want you to... I would really like you to come towards our right side where if you want to commit your life to God or recommit your life to God or if any other prayer needs you have, Please do come forward. We would like to pray for you. God of Abraham, Isaac is here today with us as well. And he has all the blessings for you. If you have gone afar from God, and today is the day for you to come back. If you have lost the first love, today is the day to recommit to it. And he is here today. He's a loving God. He's a graceful God. He's a merciful God. 
and he loves each and every one of us in this place thank you father thank you father lord as we come here and we come into our ways oh god lord we pray that holy spirit you shall convict our heart lord lord we want that connection that which we lost from you lord we know that you always here lord you always there for us you never leave us you never forsake us we might have forgotten about you lord but you never forget about us lord lord today as people have come here lord i pray that lord they should know their calling they should know their identity people who are in identity crisis lord we pray they shall find the identity in you lord and lord i pray jesus they shall be surrendering lord holy god you're going to bless them they're going to go to a different level of blessing from today lord we thank you jesus for that and lord the calling over their life lord i pray lord the eyes shall open today to see it oh god the heart shall open to see it today oh lord as lord you call samuel to be a greatest prophet to to bless the future king of israel lord and lord i pray that lord whatever calling you have over the people of this church lord or people who are visiting us lord i pray that lord you sh- holy spirit you shall touch their heart and open it today lord in jesus name that the peace and happiness and joy lord shall go forth lord in jesus name